0: John wine like the drink I married a great name and man we've been married for 21 years but we've been together for 29 years we have three children two girls and a boy John is petroleum engineer and Amy is a marriage therapist we have decided to try and work together bringing you this podcast we know from experience that relationships aren't perfect far from it and Amy has worked with hundreds of couples in a large private practice in Texas you can get those sparks of flying with some tips and tricks we've learned by making a lot of marriage mistakes. And from all of Amy's professional work with couples, hey, you should be married to a marriage therapist. So, if you want to have a marriage on fire? Here we go. there, it's Amy with Marriage on Fire, and I'm so excited that you're here today. And I have a quick tip episode coming your way, and I want to teach you something that I've used in marriage counseling before, and I actually learned this a long time ago. I read a book called Hope-Focused Marriage Counseling by Everett Worthington Jr. Like, the guy is awesome. He's not I don't know if he's well-known or not. It's kind of an older book, but he has an intervention in here that I actually want to teach you. It's not used very often, but when I do use it, I find it's very powerful. So it's kind of a homework quick take episode for you, and it helps to initiate more closeness in your marriage, right? You have to, when you're in a cycle of maybe being roommates with your spouse or, just constant side by side and we've lost some intimacy, we've lost some emotional connection. You just have to start stimulating your closeness and you've got to actually be intentional about this. So I'm going to teach you a acronym called CLEAVE, C L E A V E that I use sometimes in counseling with people. So, it's actually not even going to take a lot of time here to do this. It's going to give you some very actionable things for each of the things. So it's going to give you an overview to improve your intimacy with your spouse. So sometimes you're going to resonate with one of the areas and you're not really intended to work on that area. But when you resonate with it, that means there's something there that you need to address. Okay, so here we go. C change actions to positive see in cleave marriages tend to be satisfying and stable if the ratio of positive to negative interactions are at least five to one so for every positive interaction that you have you need to have five of those for every one negative so if you're in a negative override somebody's got to pull out and start putting some positivity back in So is there any interaction that either of you feel good about? It can be large or small. It can be a communication, a touch, a smile, a favor, a chore, unexpected compliment, anything. And a negative interaction is likewise anything that the partner feels negative about. It can be large, such as a large emotional fight, or small, such as a slight, a forgotten birthday, or a devaluing look. If you want to build more intimacy, you've got to increase your positive interaction and reduce your negative. So simply stop acting negatively as much as possible. That's going to make a big change in your relationship, especially if you can make it just in the small things. If you can't go for the big things right now, go for the small things. It is hard for your partner to see what you're not doing. Doing positive things for each other is the easiest for your partner to observe. Try to do things that the other person likes, not just what you like. It's easier for them to tell you you never or you always ignore. That you never do this and you always ignore. But if you're doing nothing that's positive, hmm, it's hard for them to see what you're really not doing. So own that, take it upon yourself and change it. All right, that was letter C of Cleve. Change action to positive. So right there is your first action item. L, loving romance. How do you show romance to each other when things are going better? Try to show romance again. What did you do when you first met your spouse? Because we often get to living side by side and forget we have somebody that we need to woo and romance again. It's important to make an explicit agreement not to argue or to have negative interactions when attempting to have a date instead pretend you're dating for the first time if you can't not go in negatively you gotta have it like you have to agree we're gonna shut up which takes self-restraint and emotional regulation that i talk about all the time you've got to learn how to regulate your own stuff be able to zip your lips and pretend you're dating for the first time again i bet you're gonna have a great time all right e employ a calendar I cannot stress this enough. We all adjust the amount of intimacy, distance, and action we experience through arranging our activities, right? If you feel short on intimacy, rearrange your calendar to do activities that meet the need. Simply using a calendar and planning positive events can increase the number of positive interactions and promote more intimacy. One thing I hear all the time is, we don't have time for each other. It's always the kids, it's always the job, it's the yard work, it's the chores. If you do not start saying yes to each other and no to something else, and maybe your child isn't going to be able to take that extra ballet class or that private football lesson, whatever it is, they're going to be okay. But every time you say yes to something, you are saying no to yourself and no to your spouse. So maybe think about it that way and get your calendar out and actually ink it in, not pencil it in. Okay, because we're tired. We've got to figure out how to use the calendar to work for us and emotional intimacy and connection with your spouse should be in the top couple of priorities if not the highest priority. A, adjust intimacy elsewhere. Hmm. Sometimes husbands and wives do not have the same needs for intimacy. One will require more intimacy and another will be stifled by too much. We can have some of our needs for intimacy met outside the marriage. I'm not talking sexual intimacy, of course, which is reserved for the marriage bond, but other intimacies such as sharing plans, talking about important topics, recalling good times, or praying together. For the person who needs more intimacy than his or her spouse is comfortable providing, a same-sex friend can provide for many of the intimacy needs. For this person who feels stifled by too much intimacy, often that person can cut back on intimate interactions with friends so that the partner can fill more of the person's intimacy needs, right? So use your friends, same-sex friends, as often as possible to help fill it if you require a lot more intimate connections and relationships with people and your spouse does not. The same time, if you're the one that does not require it, make sure you're not giving it outside to your friends or same-sex relationships on your side that you have enough reserve for your partner who does need it. So adjust your intimacy whether you need it or you don't outside the marriage V in cleave, value your partner. Boy, that seems so simple, doesn't it? Value love seems easy, but sometimes we get going and forget why we fell in love in the first place. But valuing love builds intimacy. When we feel valued, we feel closer to the one who values us. So if your spouse feels like they're a priority to you and they're important to you, they're going to feel love. They're going to feel value. But when's the last time you made your spouse the ultimate priority? Try to value each other. Each spouse should look for different and identifying partner's actions that value the spouse. To the extent that you can value each other in tangible ways, you will feel closer to each other. Y'all, even if you only have 20 minutes that you can find a week, which you can find 20 minutes a week, come on. And you put your spouse as the ultimate only one priority you're going to see a huge change in your intimacy, emotional and physical, okay? Value your partner, make them a priority. And E, enjoy yourself sexually. You must go beyond movie stereotypes of husband and wives, of instant passion and immediate intercourse, and you must learn to patiently pleasure each other sexually. If there are sexual difficulties or you aren't enjoying your sexual relations, learn to be better lovers. Communicate better during lovemaking. Include talking to each other erotically, which is very individually determined, right? Don't rush into intercourse. Enjoy caressing each other's bodies. Have your partner show you by guiding your hand exactly how to caress him or her in a way that's exciting. A good lover is not one who knows exactly how to pleasure the partner. A good lover is one who tries to do what the partner wants, assuming it's not against your standards and it's not harmful each time that they make love. So I hope that by learning cleave, change actions to positive, L loving romance, E employ a calendar, A adjust intimacy elsewhere, V value your partner, E enjoy yourself sexually gives you some place to start. Even if you're just picking one, it's a place to start because We get tired of just living side by side and accepting that this is just the relationship that we have. We've lost that heated passion in the moment like you see in the movies. And how do you get it back? It's these small things. But you also have to adjust your expectations for what the relationship is really going to be like. So this intervention, as I said before, was out of a um, Hope-Focused Marriage Counseling book for counselors, and they are all research-based techniques. So you can rest assured that people have researched this and improved upon them, and putting these techniques into action can actually change and have a stronger effect on your marriage. So I really hope that you enjoyed this quick tip episode. I'd love to hear from you. Um, you can contact me at amywine.com or directly at hello at amywine.com. Tell me, what do you want to hear? Do you want more quick tips? Do you want full episodes? Hubby will be coming back on the next one with me. So just drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you have a great day. All right, guys, that wraps up our episode for today. So much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show just so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. I read each and every one of them. You can find all the links and information mentioned in this podcast episode at slash podcast don't forget to tag me on Instagram at the Amy Wine and let me know what you took away from this episode or what you would love for me to talk about in future episodes. Thanks for listening, and I will see you here again next week on Marriage on Fire. Are you feeling like your marriage is more about going through the routine than the romance? Just the day-to-day drudgery of all the things and the chaos that surround you that you have to do. You're not alone. Hi, I'm Amy Wine, your marriage and family therapist and founder of Thrive Life TV, and we get it. Impact-driven achievers like you deserve a marriage that is just as successful as your business and your career. Your marriage is about more than just staying together. It's about growing together, laughing together, and reigniting the spark that makes you partners in every sense of the word. That is where Thrive Life TV steps in. Join me for exclusive sessions. We're gonna tackle real life marriage challenges. From reigniting passion to deepening your emotional connection, we're talking real change, real results. It is time to transform your marriage into a thriving partnership that you both deserve. On Thrive Life TV, you're going to find practical strategies, shared experiences, and that extra push you. need. Are you ready to uplevel your marriage? Visit ThriveLifeTV.com And let's bring the joy and love and yes, the fun back in your marriage. I'll see you inside.